Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. So I had the privilege of just about a couple weeks ago, before we knew we were going to be live and in person, I had the privilege to sit down with three fathers from our church and do a Father's Day conversation and to be able to talk about being dads and what that looks like in today's world. And so I'm showing you dads online and in the room what we're going to be raffling off, or not raffling off, pulling names out of a bowl here at the end of the service. Um, and if you wanted to raffle it off, you just slide me some money over there. I'll make sure your name comes out. Um, just, just joking. Um, all the ones online are waiting. Wait, I'm not there. You can e-transfer me at, no, um, just joking. I apologize. Um, but no, I had a privilege to sit down with these dads and have this conversation. And so we're going to show this conversation to you right now. So if you'll turn your attention to the screen or on, at home, you're just going to watch and enjoy this wonderful conversation with myself and three great dads from our church. Good morning, Bethel Church. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, as normal, a lot of on Father's Day, I gather with some men just to talk about being a dad and what it's like to be a dad in today's world. And as many of us know, we've gone through a year, year and a half of a time in our life that we've never gone through before. And so I've got three great men here with me today, and we're just going to have a conversation, and we want you to kind of tune in and listen. And the goal is that, dads, you will be encouraged after today to know that you can do this, that you're not alone. Every one of us has highs. Every one of us has lows. And together as men, we can actually be the husbands, the fathers, the men that God has called us to be. And so I hope you enjoy our conversation. And I want to welcome the gentlemen that are with me today. And we're going to start with Brett. And so, Brett, I just want you to introduce yourself, if you can tell us a little bit about your family, uh, your kids, their names, their ages, and maybe how long you've been at Bethel. Well, first of all, Pastor Chad, thank you for having me here and uh, inviting me. It's a, it's a real pleasure. Um, so, yeah, I'm uh, Brett McCauley. I live in St. Mary's, and I have three boys. So Aaron is, is my oldest. He's 14. And then Levi is my middle child he is 10 and caleb is is eight nice and i am a single dad very cool so and we've been coming to bethel i just sit down and think about this it was i I think since november 2018 so it's been two and a half years and it's gone fast yeah man it's great having you guys and i remember a few years ago baptizing both of your boys or two of them and Mm -hmm. uh such a privilege and an honor to do that it's such great times with your well, boys. Caleb really wanted it too, so bad. And so I said to him, so why do you want to be baptized, Caleb? And he looks at me, oh, I don't know. And I, I said, you are so not getting baptized, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I said, we'll have a conversation again maybe in a couple of years. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you know what? That's an easy way to discern. And, and, you know, people ask me all the time, hey, Chad, what's what's an age that the kids should get baptized? And that is actually a great question. Like, why do you want to get baptized? And if they understand it, then I think they're ready. And that's how I've done it with my own kids. And so we also have Steve. Steve, would you like to introduce yourself as well? Um, My name's Steve. Uh, I have uh, my wife and I uh, live in Stratford. 
Uh, we've been married for 17 years. I've got two kids. Uh, I've got uh, my daughter Maya is 14, and my uh, my son David is 13. Very nice. And so how long have you been coming to Bethel? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we started coming here a little over two years ago. Very nice. It's great to have you guys. And Andrew, would you like to take a moment, introduce yourself? I know a lot of people will recognize you from uh, Christmas Eve stuff and the plays, but uh, they don't really know you or maybe your family a little bit. So introduce yourself. Okay. My name's Andrew Lakin, and uh, my wife is Joanne. And we've got three kids. Uh, Atticus is 15. Phineas is 13, and Beatrice is 11, and we've been coming to Bethel for about four years. Very cool. Yeah. I didn't realize how, like some of you, you haven't actually been here that long when we think mm-hmm. of time, but yet as I've got to know you guys and connect with you, it feels like we've known each other for way longer, so that's mm-hmm. the kind of fun part. And so, guys, we've gone through a year, a year and a half that none of us have lived through before. And I'm just curious for some of you, um, what through COVID, what is one of the things that you have found um, challenging? What is one of the challenges that you've kind of faced as a dad, you've faced in your home? Um, Andrew, maybe we'll come right back to you. And so what is a challenge that you've faced in this last like year and a half? Um, I would say that one of the uh, the challenges is also one of the benefits uh and that's all the together time (laughs) yeah (laughs) of being a a family in a home and the kids don't have school and you know and everybody knows all this you know we don't have our sports teams and we don't have you know hoops is gone and all the stuff all these outlets are 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 missing right and so the benefit is we've got all this this closeness and this together time which is awesome and, uh, you know, and I pray that, you know, that maybe there's a deep knitting together of the family that's happening. And I, I hope that that's happening. But that's also one of the, the detriments because sometimes that togetherness becomes a pressure cooker. <laughs> and, yep. and so that's also been one of the challenges for us. Yeah, it's, it's great to be together. And then it's kind of that spot when where is the space? Yeah. Right? Where is the space? And so, Steve, what about you guys? What have you guys felt through this season? Oh, did I have to go second? He took my answer. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I think we all find it really challenging, um, you know, just being in the house all the time. I, I'm Myself, I'm an extrovert. I like to be around people. Uh, and just the, you know, working from my living room while my kids are in the next room doing school, it's, it, uh, it gets old. <laughs> That's right, because you work from home, right? I do, yeah. Yeah, that would add another twist to it. Yeah. And so, Brett, what about you? What is something that you have found to be a challenge through this season? I'd say the biggest challenge for me has been money. Yeah. Like, um, I got laid off from, from my job, and uh, it was right before the government in- introduced CERB, which basically is the same thing. And so what happened was there was a fluke accident, and uh, there was a computer glitch, and... I never got my money. Oh, wow. So I went through months without money. Wow. Like, the Lord provided in the fact that I had an awesome tax return, so he helped me out there. And plus, before I left, and I think this was godly wisdom at the time, I said, I want to take my vacation pay now. And I am really glad I did, because that kind of gave me a buffer for a while. And in those days... um, 
like the the phone lines were jammed, so trying to get through was awful. Right. You know, but mm-hmm. finally I did. They rectified the problem, and I got huge back pay. Yeah. So, and I find even now, like like things still like are still a little topsy turvy, and I just have to watch my bank account like a like a hawk. I'm, I'm kind of glad we live in the age we do where we have apps, where things are online. So for me, as a single dad, it makes my job a little easier that I can just take a quick glance. Like, okay, I'm I'm here. Right. And I should be here, but I'm I'm here and that's okay. Yeah. So for me, trying to write in a checkbook would be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I'm one that because of working at the church and different things like that, I do a lot of shopping online. And I love the fact that we have the apps because I'm able mm-hmm. to catch any not my purchases <laughs> and been able to track it really fast. I know for us, it's the same idea, right? It's And Andrew, I love the way you said it. It's that like benefit and challenge all at the same time of like, we're all together all the time. And so we've had tons of time to play games together, hang out together, build memories together. But then there's also that moment where you're like, everybody's around all the time and I'm the opposite of you, Steve, I'm an introvert. So all of a sudden it's like, I like my quiet time. And when there's no quiet time, that's when I get restless and that's where I get, um, maybe I'll say edgy. If I can use those terms, maybe is my, my kids might say cranky, um, but I get edgy. And so, yeah, it's that benefit. And so then well, those are some of the challenges and so it's been a very challenging year. And so what is one of the victories that you've had? So like, where can you say like, no, actually this worked out really, really well and we're still enjoying it. And it might kind of overlap here a little bit, but we're somewhere that you're like, no, nah, this was actually great. Um, Steve, why don't we, why don't we start with you? Okay. Um, well, I mean, all that time you spend with, with the kids and, you know, as I said, my kids are, are four, 13 and 14. Um, and, you know, I've actually got to see some growth in them, you know, um, and, you know, seeing a lot more of them uh, and just seeing like, you know, I mean, obviously they've still got lots of growing to do, but, you know, just seeing them take responsibility um, and, and start to, you know, adjust to the current situation. Because, I mean, like we've never had to, you know, we didn't ever have to go through what they're going through right now as, as kids. I mean, as adults, we have a lot more patience. Um, but yeah, I couldn't imagine trying to go through that as a teenager. So yeah, I've seen, I've seen some growth in my, in my kids and I think in all of us. Very cool. It's been interesting to watch the kids go through this, eh? So Brett, what about you? Where's one thing like you can say with your boys and you, like it's a victory. This is like at the end of this time, as much as it's been challenging, but this was great. Well, uh, since um, money was not in super abundance, like I was forced to stay home like like we all were. Yeah. And um, so um, we would do like lots of movie nights with the kids. We would like we would play sports outside, you know, like we, we managed to do things together. And actually it brought the three boys and I a lot closer. I find we're closer now than we were before. Very cool. so. And it's and it, it made me appreciate the. Uh, small things of life, you know, instead of like running here and there and everywhere, you know, like family time is what really matters the most. Right. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. That's what we've appreciated as well. 
And so it's just been the like growth as a family and that connection. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so Andrew, how about yourselves? What have you guys felt like a victory through this time? Well, I'd say that one of our um, family values is, is uh, to get outside every day. And that's, uh, it doesn't always happen, <laughs> but um, we, we're passionate about getting out outside. And uh, to be honest, sometimes it means drag the children. <laughs> Okay, we're going yep. to drag the children, kicking and screaming, but we're going to go outside, and we go for wikes, which is a combination of a walk and a hike. You know, I might try those, because uh, I'm not a, a big fan of walks. Hikes I like once in a while. Yeah, so yeah maybe, maybe try, try a wike sometime. It's, it's, really. it's not quite rough terrain, but it's yeah. not smooth either. That's right. it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, so we, we've been doing a lot of that, and... Um, as I said, sometimes we have to drag the children. Yeah. But usually when we're outside, um, the kids are, are kinder yep. <laughs> to each other. And also we see stuff. It's like, you know, the kids are like, wow, look at the size of that snapping turtle. And I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't have seen that if you're on home at home on a screen, you know. <laughs> and it's just keeping reminding them. But anyway, we've really enjoyed that. And that's I think it's been very good for us. That's very cool. Melissa would tell you that, she drags me kicking and screaming to hikes and to walks. And then when I get out, I'm actually enjoying it. And mm -hmm. so I'm right along with your kids. But uh, you know what? We've done the same. We've got out a lot more. Um, we've played a ton of games. It's been so much fun. And I think at the end of this, I read somewhere uh, right at the beginning of COVID. I remember it was only probably about a few months into it, which at that time we would have felt like was long. Uh, now it's like, eh, whatever. Um, and I remember reading somewhere that uh, it was kind of like this Facebook post that just kind of said, uh, what are we, we're 21. So in, you know, uh, at school in 2032, they're going to ask kids like, hey, do you remember the COVID-19 pandemic? And they're going to be like, oh, you know, and all the chaos. And they're going to be like, I just remember playing a lot of games with my family and hanging out and having movie nights and what the kids are going to remember compared to like what we're going through. And the idea of like, I know my kids, they're, they're loving it. You know, they, the times that we have together, the times we get to spend together. Absolutely. There's times where it's, you know, it's frustrating. It's challenging. Um, but man, the same idea, like Brett, you said, like just running around chaos, like going all the time. And, um, you know, Miles played travel baseball and it just, it's busy. And so to mm -hmm. see now where, you know, last summer we just kind of hung out as a family a lot. And he asked, you know, it came up for hockey, was open for registration. I asked him if he wanted to play hockey this past year. And he said, no, he just liked the family time. And so it's going to be interesting to see, what, how our kids come out of this and a different, um, different priorities that come out of this for families as well. I shared a verse with you guys and it's really stood out to me in the last little while. And I want to share it and then just kind of ask a couple of questions and talk through it a little bit and see how you guys feel about this verse. And the verse is Acts 13, 22. And, and this is the first time really I've done these Father's Day talks and the verse isn't about parenting. And so this is a little bit different, but I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. And it's Acts 13, 22, and it says this. After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him 
I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. And so when you hear this verse, when you hear David, um, God calls him. It's God that says, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. When you hear that, a man after my own heart, what does that mean to you? What, like, when you hear that, what stands out to you? What do you identify with when you're like, oh, this is what that means to me? Um, Andrew, why don't, why don't we start with you? What, when you hear that, what does that mean to you? I'd say the first thing that comes to my mind is, I mean, it's lovely that that is said after we know all of David's story. That's true. Right? And so it's not like, you know, David out in the in the fields with the sheep, you know, killing lions and stuff. And it's like, no, it's, you know, after some bad stuff has happened. Like, he's really screwed up. Right. And even so, God looks at him and says, this is a man after my own heart. And that's that's beautiful to me. Right. Because, you know messed up guys like me can still be a man after God's own heart. And the other thing that stands out to me is, um, you know, like when I think about, well, what does that look like? Because um, sometimes in very guy mode, it can be, well, I do the right stuff. You know, <laughs> I do the God stuff. I do, you know, I got to do that, you know, right. and be, but, you know, and I think, well, God says, you know, after my own heart. Well, that's the feeling place. Right. You know? And that's, that's a very different place. And so in connecting to that, I think, is an important challenge for all of us and seeing what that looks like and what does that look like for me. That's very, very valid point of how just you shift it to it's more of a feeling. It's more of an emotional connection to his heart. Mm-hmm. That's really true. I actually, you know, that's just kind of <clears throat> a different approach to it. Very, yeah. You, honestly, like I'm caught off guard a little bit because I'm like, yeah, that is what it sounds like more. And it's not just an obedience thing. It's his heart. Mm-hmm. And so, Steve, when you hear that, what kind of stands out to you? Well, two things. Um, the first uh, is sort of the idea of, you know, we, you know, it's Father's Day, so we talk about, you know, like, oh, that, that guy, he takes after his, his dad. You know, he looks, he looks like his, his father, right? It's this idea of there being a resemblance um, in his heart to God's heart. Um, but when you take that a little deeper, uh, I think it's really about, um, you know, it's, it's, it, he's after God's heart in, in the way that he's pursuing God's heart. Um, in his, his motivation is to do what pleases God. Um, it's to do what God would do. Uh, and then that resemblance comes out of that. Um, so really, it's, it's about being intentional um, in seeking God in, you know, not just doing the stuff, but doing it the right way in the right, for the right reason. Right. Yeah. I like how both of you have identified with the doing part. And I think as guys, we concentrate on that. I think we really think about what do I have to do? And God's just so patient with us. And so, Brett, when you hear that, what do you hear as being a man after God's own heart? Well, Andrew and Steve, I just want to say you guys basically took my uh, answers. <laughs> <laughs> but when I first sat down and thought about this, I thought to myself, the words that came to mind was total package. Like, the man has everything God God wants, you know. And 
and I guess to expound like further from what you guys have said, it's kind of like, um, like besides the doing part is the mankind, like was David kind? Was he thoughtful? You know, like we think of David as a warrior and a conqueror, which he was, but I remember with Mephibosheth, he didn't have to do anything for that guy at all. Right. But he said, you know, for the sake of my friend, Jonathan, I'm going to show you kindness. Right. And I just thought, you know, stuff like that pleases God more than we could ever know. And when men do that, and that's the feeling stage, I think, Andrew, that you were saying too, you know, because as guys, like we have these stereotypes, we're not supposed to show emotion. We're not supposed to feel anything. You know, what God says the exact opposite. Right. It's so, it's so true, eh? Like, how many of us, we kind of grew up learning as guys, it's about what we do, we don't share emotion, we don't share our feelings, mm-hmm. you know, and just growing up with that understanding. Then as we get closer to God, we understand it's all about our heart. And we've been told so many times to almost, almost ignore our heart. And I think it's such a good point that to be after God's own heart, it is that emotional, like it's that connection heart to heart. When I think of relationships, I think of like Melissa and I, like it's not, it's a heart to heart connection. And that's what God is looking for from us. And Andrew, you brought up a valid point of like, we hear this in the New Testament echoed about David. Mm -hmm. And it's after, you're absolutely right, like after his failures. Like I... I don't know about you guys, but like when I think of David's life and I see what he's done and how he led and different things like that, you're right, Brett. Like we think of him as a warrior, he's a fighter, but then we have to remember like in today's church, if he was a part of a church in our society today, would the church, would, would I, would we forgive David as God did when David repented and would we classify him as a man after God's own heart or would we classify him as an adulterous murderer? Right? Like I think of God's grace for him and thank goodness he has the same grace for me. I just need to work on having that grace for others. (laughs) Right? Like I have this high level of grace that I want for myself and I need to work on the grace that I show to other people. And I'm just being honest. And so I, when I hear this and I think, man, God, you were so gracious to David. And then I think to myself, at what point did David, or not at what point, maybe it's better to say, like, was there a point where David felt himself like, okay, I just disqualified myself as king. I disqualified myself for this role. I know what I've done. I tried to even cover it up by murdering somebody. Man, what was I thinking? And I'm, I'm banking on the fact that none of you guys have murdered somebody. But, like, has there ever been a point in your walk, in your journey with God, where you kind of were like, or maybe even just as a dad, where you were like, oh, man, I think I really screwed up. And I think I disqualified myself. And is there a point, I'm not looking for you to share dirt, but is there a point in your life, and maybe um, if there was, how did you walk through that? Um, Let's start with Steve. Do you mind sharing? No problem. Well, I, I think that, you know, even over this last period, um, th- like for me, uh, there have been a number of uh, periods of high stress. Right. So, uh, as I mentioned, you know, the, the kids are at home all the time. I'm working from home. And for a, a while, um, 
my wife was working outside of the house, but in the afternoons. So I was home alone in the evenings with the kids every day. Um, and, you know, it, it, it gets to the point where that intentionality that I was talking about earlier, it just sort of, you know, it, it falls away and it turns into I'm kind of phoning it in. Um, you know, I'll, I'll still do the right things, you know, getting back to that whole idea of just of doing, but my heart's maybe not in it. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to open my Bible app and go through my reading plan. Um, but as soon as I'm done, you know, I'm on to something else because I don't have time for this, you know. Right. And when we were dealing with, you know, when we were in EHS, you know, they were challenging us about taking a Sabbath. Yep. And that was really impactful to me because it's like, man, I have been just working like a dog all day, every day and not taking a break. And, um, yeah. And it's, it, when you're like that, it's just really difficult to be that guy after God's heart because it's just, I don't have time for that. I just got to get this and this and this done. Yeah. It reminds me of when we read about David and we hear about, it was right when uh, they came back from war and they came to their camp, and their camp was raided. Everything they had was taken, their kids, their wife. And the army basically turned on him. And they wanted to kill him because of it. And it says there that he sought the Lord. And so it was that time of like, I don't think he was taking a Sabbath, but like <laughs> that time where he paused and he went to sit with the Lord to go, God, what am I supposed to do? And I think that's where, like, taking that time to come back to him in the busyness of it, right? Yeah. And so, um, Brett, when you think about, you know, it, it could be this year or sometime in your time as a dad, like, has there been a time where you've had to wrestle through some of this? Definitely. Um, sometimes, like, when I'm teaching the kids something new or I'm trying to get them to help me with something, and, you know, kid, kids are kids, right? Like, they don't always pay attention. They don't always listen to you. And us adults, we act the same way, actually. <laughs> you know, I just, I try to remind myself of that sometimes. And yeah, sometimes I'm not the world's most patient guy. So there's been times I've yelled at the kids and then I go away from this thinking like, man, like, why did I do that? Like I made the kids feel really bad, you know, and it's, but I just have to keep going back to the Lord and you know, God's, God's grace is good. So and so, I've been asking him like, you need to help me to extend more more of your grace because it's kind of like uh, you said, Chad. Like, I want lots of grace for myself, but it's hard to give it to others. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's I, when I mess up with my kids, I think that's the hardest part for me, right? Like, I can I can mess up with other people, and I feel like I can get over it and move on a little bit quicker. But when I mess up with my kids, it's hard for me. And working through, working through that, and and humbling myself, and going back to them, and apologizing to them, and saying like, you know, same thing, right? Like I get mad at them or upset, and I realize like, oh man, I blew that, and coming back to them. The one thing I will say, at least for my boys, is uh, which I think is awesome is they are really quick to forgive. That's cool. Yeah, and they are really quick to show grace and uh, bail bail me out sometimes. So. So that that makes it a lot easier too. It's you know what I'm I'm surprised. I don't know if you guys experienced it, but like with your kids and stuff like that, how uh, they are, they are so gracious to us. And 
you know, I, I tell my kids sometimes like I've never, I've never done this before. <laughs> like I've never, I've never parented before. And so this is, this is new to me. And as they turn another year older, it's like, this is new to me. And having that, you know, just amazed at their grace for us mm-hmm. and their love for us. And so Andrew, how have you wrestled through some of this stuff? And if, if the question is, do I feel, have I ever felt disqualified from this um, every day? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like Brett said, you know, it's grace and it's, I, I need it desperately um, because I'm, yeah, I'm totally disqualified. Um, but you know, God is gracious to us, and uh, then I can have grace. It's hard to have grace for yourself, too. Yeah. It, it really is. And, um, yeah, and I, I, I am a murderer, you know, and an adulterer. You know? and, and the Bible says, you know, things that I've done in my mind, hated my brother, looked on another woman with lust in my heart, guilty, guilty. Right. You know, yeah. and so while my... My sin is the same as David's. The consequences aren't as huge because right. it hasn't been gone to that extent. But I'm just as guilty, right. and so and I I need the the grace. I I have to have it, um, but it, it's hard to have for yourself. I love the way you just kind of qualified that because I think, um, and you qualified in such a good way that so many of us, I think we look at David or we look at other people. If we're honest, like we look at other people and we're like, well, at least I'm not as bad as, you know, (laughs) and when you put it the way you're right, scripture says, right? Like if I, if I thought it in my head or if I've hated my brother, like this is what scripture tells us. It's not just as we go back to it, it's not just what we do for God. It's also not what we just do. It's, it's our minds. It's our thought patterns. It's, it's, we can sin through those and we're supposed to love God with it. And I think that's why the Bible tells us, right? That we need to have a renewing of our mind, right? Because so much we can do in our mind before we even actually do it. And if we can stop it there, we can stop it out front. And that's such a great, because I think there's, there's probably guys out there that, you know what, I'll just, I'll throw out the big word. There's probably guys out there that are addicted to pornography or look, look at it regularly. Maybe we'll say it that way. And they might think just as you like, well, at least I haven't cheated on my spouse and not realizing like guys, scripture tells us if we've thought it, we've done it. And so I think it's such a clear, and that's not to, you know, if you're watching, that's not to come down on you. That's not to like condemn you, but that's to bring a reality of, oh, this is a little bit bigger than what we try to make it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's lots of, you know, I'll probably actually just take a second right here just to talk to the guys watching. Guys, if that's you, if you're struggling in that area, if you could just, and you need help, I would encourage you, reach out to me and I can direct you to different people that can walk with you who've walked through it. Um, I think the biggest thing that the enemy will do to you is they'll try to, he'll try to convince you that you're the only one and you're not. Many guys have walked through this. Many guys are walking through it and you're not alone. And so please don't try to do this on your own because you won't be able to do it on your own. And so let us help you. And so send me an email, call me, and we will talk and we will help. And we just don't want you to be stuck by yourself because you can't do it on your own. And we're here actually to help each other. And even as we share here, like none of us are going to judge each other 
because every one of us has walked this path. And so I think it's so important to just actually pause there for a moment and just encourage some of the guys that if you need somebody to walk with you, please reach out. And I think it's so important because that is an area where I think we disqualify ourselves, right? When the enemy can come in and and grab a hold of us in any topic, any way, and hold it over us, um, that's where he has power. But when we bring things to the light, that's where freedom is because it's no longer hidden and God's able to step in and say, hey, I'm right here. I bring light to this and I'll bring you freedom. And so as you've walked through this year, as you've walked through these challenging times, or even as we're honest and we just say like we've wrestled with areas and Andrew, I think most of us would probably sit here and agree with you that if we wanted to be like, do I feel disqualified like every day? Like, I think there's stuff that I do every day that I'm just like, oh man, did I say that to my kids? Did I, was my tone off? And, you know, Melissa will say to me so many times and I don't even realize it. She's like, Chad, just your tone. And I'm like, I I don't even know, but I'm just tired or whatever. And my tone is off and I'm like, oh man. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just realizing that God's mercy and his grace is enough and new every day for us. And so as you guys wrestle through these things, is there, is there a verse? Is there something that you've grabbed onto from God? Maybe it's a revelation. He's talked to you. He's told you. Maybe it's something you've heard. But is there something that helps you get through these moments and these wrestles or these struggles? And um, would you be willing to share what that is? And Andrew, is it all right if we come right back to you? Mm-hmm. And what is it that you, uh, what helps you to get through those times? Um, I think the, um, and I'm not sure if I remember the right address. Um, is it Philippians 1, 6? He that began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And I, I just have to remind myself, God is still at work right. in me. And he hasn't left. He hasn't said, well, that one's done. <laughs> you know, the, the potter that makes the vessel and doesn't say, oh, that one's going in the garbage. You know? <laughs> but he, he keeps working the clay. Yeah. You know, and that he is he is faithful and he's good and he's still working at me and I see all the chips and flaws and the warped places and you know, we can be our worst critics. Um and but he's he's good and that he's he's still at work in me. Yeah. Yeah, we're always being worked on. And Steve, what's something that you have grabbed onto that's helped you? Well, I mean, I, I can struggle with being really self critical and uh but then I think of that verse, uh, it's in one of John's letters where he says, you know, behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we have, can be called the children of God. And then I think of myself as a father and I think of the things that my kids have done. And they're not perfect, um, but I still love them very much. And, um, you know, the, the, the thing that they did you know, a year ago or today or whatever doesn't disqualify them from that love. And if I, as an imperfect father, can uh, can bestow that kind of love on my children, how much more will our Heavenly Father do the same thing for us? Right. Yeah, it's true, eh? It's, his love is so much covers over all of my mistakes. And so, Brett, what's something that you've held on to? What's something that encourages you through these tough times? Well, actually, one time the uh, boys and I, we did this 
mini Bible study for a week, and we actually just talked about Ephesians 1. And when, so when, when I struggle in the tough times, I'll often go back to that. You know, like just because Ephesians 1 is just, it's so rich and full of truths and nuggets that we can hold on to. Like God predestined us before the world was even made. He knew who we were, you know. We are adopted into God's family. Like everything Christ has, we have. We're seated at the right hand of God with Christ. So like when when Stephen saw um, Jesus sitting there, well... That's our spot now, too, because of what Jesus did. Right. You know, and as the boys and I, like, as, as we did this study, it really, I think it opened our eyes, like, wow, God loves us this much. And even when we fail, we still have this because he loves us that much because of what Jesus did. Right. That's powerful, man. That's mm-hmm. really powerful. And so um, as we start to wrap up a little bit, uh, is there something that you guys would share, like as you kind of get prepared to come and sit and talk for a little bit, is there something that you would share with another dad who's watching right now and maybe he's wrestling, maybe he's, you know, feels like he disqualified himself this morning or, you know, this week he, he, made, he messed up. And if, if there's something that you could say to encourage another dad what would what would that be? And so just take a moment and just maybe encourage a dad who's watching and encourage them in their um, in their life. And so, uh, Steve, sure, come back to you. Yeah. Um, well, oftentimes when I find myself just at that point where I'm kind of go, where I'm not really liking myself very much, um, I'll I'll just ask. You know, I'll just sit down, quiet my heart, my mind, and I'll just ask God what he thinks about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's always going to be this, you know, I, I, I just know there's this, this critical thing that's, you know, you're, you're not enough, you're this, you're that. And that stuff kind of can die down and I can hear, you know, the father say, hey, I like you, you know, <laughs> you're my child. I, I, I love you. I accept you the way you are. So it's just getting past that and just getting to the heart of God and knowing how he feels about his children, you know? Um, and if you're, you know, just spend some time in scripture and you, you know, you can't, you can't miss this, this paternal heart that God has for his children. And, and just to kind of tap into that and let the other stuff go and just realize that he's not surprised, uh, you know, at our failures, he's mindful that we are, you know, dust. Steve, sorry, you said something that that I actually practice and I do as well. And when I tell people like, hey, just sit quietly and ask God, God, what do you think about me? Um, And you're right, the, the negative voice is quiet and you begin to hear these positive things about ourself Um, A lot of people ask me right away, well, you know, well, how do you know that's God? And how do you know you're not just kind of egotistical and you're bragging on yourself? Um, How would you respond to that question? Um, Well, yeah, I mean, that that's always the the, the trick is like, God will say, you're this. You're like, no, it's like, it's that awkward. Like, I don't like taking compliments. I still find that really totally awkward. Yeah. Um, But I mean, ourselves, we're going to be probably more focused on what we do where God is going to be more focused on who we are. 
So, I mean, if he's saying, yeah, you're really, you're really good at this and this, not to say that God won't do that, but, you know, God is usually going to be focusing on our identity, who, who we are. So, you know, I mean, certainly, you know, Satan doesn't go around just going like, hey, by the way, you're amazing, and God loves you very, very much. You know, just so I can rank, yank the rug out from underneath you later right. on, you know. So. Yeah, I'm, and I was asking because I share, like, the same answer of, like, as much as people are like, well, how do I know it's not just me being egotistical? And it's like, I actually have a hard time complimenting myself. And so, therefore, when, you know, when all of a sudden I hear these positive thoughts, there are a lot of times they're in area or in an area where I actually don't necessarily think I'm good at. And so all of a sudden it really goes, oh my goodness, Lord, is that what you well, feel? He's often calling us into something. He's, right. he, you know, it's like Gideon when he's calling Gideon a mighty man of valor and Gideon's a coward. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it doesn't make any sense. So we like, oh, I don't know. And that's where faith comes in. Like we have to believe that God sees, you know, he sees us through time and he sees what we can become and he calls us into those things. Yeah. So cool. And so Brett, you, you shared right at the beginning that you are a single dad. So we have lots of single dads out there that are watching stuff like that. Um, if you can encourage them, what, what would you say to encourage them? I'd say the uh, the biggest thing I would say is enjoy every bit, bit of time with uh, your kids as you can. Like live for every moment because um, if there's situations like mine where they don't have them all the time, then it becomes even more important. Right. You know, and and the other thing I find is like sometimes when we're planting seeds, like we don't see the tree grow up right right away and we think to ourselves, are, are the kids really getting it? Do they understand? You know, and, and we question that. And I'd say the biggest thing I can I can tell the guys is that the, the kids are more open and receptive than what we realize. They pay attention a lot more than we realize they do, and they get things just fine. Very good. Mm-hmm. I think, so if I can ask you another question, Brett. Um, so... Right now in my life, in a lot of people's lives, we, most of us have one of these, and they're amazing. But like you said, live for the moments you spend with your kids. Do you ha- how do you do that and be present with them, if you know what I mean? Like, they're there with you, but how do you make sure that mentally, physically, emotionally, you are there with your kids? Do you have anything that you do? You know, it's funny. Um, I've read the book a long time ago, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Yeah. And, and, you know, like we always used to, or I shouldn't say we, I always used to just project it on adults. Well, I was a kid once too. God gave me these love languages as a kid, so I know my boys have them. You know, and just like certain things. I, I know Levi, for example, he, his is quality time. Right. He just wants to be with you. And sometimes and he's, um, he's an avid gamer, like a lot of boys are. And so he'll say, hey, Dad, can you come and watch me play Rocket League? And I will. I'll sit there and watch him. I'll, I'll, I'll cheer him on. I'll ask him questions because I know nothing about the game, you know. And, and like, just stuff like that. I mean, it, it, uh, it, builds, the, it builds the relationship with each kid, you know. And, uh, and they, they appreciate that a lot more than what they actually say. It's so true. I know 
Um, so Melissa and I grew up in very different homes in a sense of I only have one brother and she has only two sisters. And so she grew up in a fully uh, girl home and I grew up in a fully boy home. And so for me to connect with Emma, it takes me a little bit of effort because I have to like, I didn't grow up having tea parties, believe it or not. My brother and I didn't sit down to have tea parties. <laughs> and so for me to have tea parties, for me to sit down and, you know, play dolls or for me to sit there and Emma paint my toes or my, and stuff like that, like this is different for me. This is a step for me. Um, but I remember hearing a guy say, this was years ago. He said, um, talking to dads with daughters because he, he only, he had a daughter and he said, if you want to sit with your daughter and hear about the boyfriends when she is, you know, 15, 16, 17, you need to sit down and play with the dolls now. And you need to sit down and have the tea parties now. And so I've had to do that. And it's stretching. What I remember telling Melissa, just as you talked about gaming, like Miles loves playing video games. He loves playing Minecraft. And I've told Melissa, like, if you really want to connect with him, you need to go play a video game with him. She's like, I don't know how to play video games. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you know or not. You need to. Because I think as parents, we try to get our kids to do the stuff with us. And we forget that we need to do stuff with them Mm -hmm. and figure out, like, what is it that they like? And as we do that, we can connect with them on a whole different level because now we're connecting on their level. And it shows that we're interested in them as well. And have a, you ever noticed that sometimes when they ask you like to spend time time with them, it's at the it's it's at the time where you got something going on, like something that you pre-planned, or you just come home from work and you're just tired. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, so it's like, all right, I gotta dig deep, I gotta get up, you yeah. know, because yeah, because they don't see you're tired, you know. Yep, they've so been waiting. They just want to spend spend time time with you. That's it. They've been waiting to spend time with us. And so, Andrew, how would how would you encourage a dad out there? Um, well, first off, I would just want to say I really appreciate what you guys shared. I think that's really awesome. Um, and of course, what I'm going to say is what I need to hear. <laughs> you know, um, and and part of it is what I talked about grace earlier. Be able to laugh at yourself maybe don't take yourself so seriously. And I think uh, I can tend to do that. And sometimes uh, dads can get into the, uh, you know, the dad thing that they ever think this is all important, you know, and I'm trying to do the right thing because things are important. These small creatures are going to grow into adults and that's important, you know, and trying to shape a, a decent human being and looking at the places that it's not, I'm not doing real great here, you know, and, uh, having grace for myself and have grace for yourself and be able to laugh uh, at, 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 your, at your flaws and to laugh at the situation and to relax and, and, and go with it and maybe not take it so seriously. I think that's so good. I, I went through a phase where Melissa's like, Chad, you used to laugh all the time. You need to laugh again. You're too serious all the time. And I started watching, I think I told you, Andrew, when I just hanging out that I started watching like clean, but stand up comedians. And because I'm like, if I need to laugh, I got to find something that's going to make me laugh. And I started watching some comedians and it was just making me laugh. And Melissa would get ready to go to bed and she'd be like, are you coming to bed or are you going to fold some laundry? I'm like, I'm going to fold some laundry and watch a comedian. And she's like, again, but it started making me laugh again. And I think we need laughter in our life. And so guys, I want to thank you 
for your honesty, your openness. Um, it's been really good. And again, to echo kind of what Andrew said, like I love what all of you said, Andrew, what you said just to encourage people. Um, I think guys, I hope that guys that are watching are encouraged because you guys encourage me. Uh, I watch you guys with your kids. I want each of you to know that I watch you with your kids and you guys blow me away of how great of dads you are and be encouraged in that. When I see you with your kids from somebody on the outside, you're right. I'm sure some of you, you might even be thinking right now, like, well, Chad, you don't know. And you're right. I don't know. But from a guy who's just watching from the outside, I see your heart for your kids. I see the way you love your kids. I see the way you put them uh, up front in, in, a, in a priority in your life and a priority on how you invest in them. And I just want to encourage you guys. I think you guys are all three of you are incredible dads. I think you're great men of God. And I am honored to sit here and talk with you and share with you. And so keep your heads up, keep pressing in and keep going forward. And so if I can, I'm going to close in prayer. And I just want to pray over you guys and your families as well. And so, Father, we thank you for this time together. Lord, I thank you for these three guys willing to share and willing to be honest. And, and Lord, I pray for everybody watching. I pray, Lord, that you will encourage dads out there today to keep going forward, keep your heads up, keep pressing in. And, and Lord, I just pray over Steve and his home, and I pray over his family, and I pray, Lord, that today Steve will hear your voice on how you see him and how you believe in him and how he is a man after your own heart. And Lord, I lift up Andrew to you and his family. And that Lord, again, you speak to him and how he is a man after your own heart. And Lord, as he's honest about just some his flaws, that Lord, you don't see his flaws. You see him through your eyes and how you've created him. And so Lord, continue to give him the courage to lead the way you've asked him to lead. And Lord, I thank you for Brett and his willingness to come today and share. And, and Lord, as he is a single dad, that Lord, you give him the strength as he does different roles because of the situation. And Lord, give him the energy when his family is there, his boys are there for him to, to laugh with them and to have fun with them. And Lord, for all of us, Lord, help us to pour into our kids and, and see them the way you see them, Father. And I love Brett's just the love languages. Help us as dads to learn about our kids' love languages, to be able to speak their love languages so they feel our love in the way you've designed them to receive it. And so, Lord, give us the strength. Give us the boldness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so thank you for joining us today. And I hope you were encouraged. I hope you learned from some of this. And stay tuned as we are about to do the draw for Father's Day gifts. We'll see you later. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you. And that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 